0: Welcome back to the Buddy Dill Shows. Uh, it is Monday, October the 16th. i uh, got a lot to catch up on. Uh, we're going to start out in college football, though. Uh, a lot happened this weekend, but we're going to start out with uh, some SEC teams that struggled, should have won, and they won, but they were, did not win very handily like you would expect. First one is going to be number one, Georgia. Uh, went to Vanderbilt. They were able to walk away with a win, like I said, but it was not the ideal performance for the number one team in the country. Uh, Georgia was able to score, but their defense didn't play as well as you would expect. Uh, Vanderbilt has really struggled against Georgia the last couple years, haven't really been able to score at all, and they were able to make this game relatively close, kind of about middle of the way. Georgia was able to run away with it in the end. But this, like I said, this just wasn't exactly the ideal uh, performance for Georgia. They'll be fine, I think, but like I said, you'd expect them to play a little bit better against Vanderbilt. The other team was number 11, Alabama and they were fortunate to come away with a win here. They had won 16 straight against Arkansas. Uh, they have not lost to Arkansas since Nick Saban has been the head coach at Alabama. Uh, Arkansas had an opportunity late. They had the ball, had to go a long ways, basically the whole distance of the field, but they had an opportunity to at least tie the game and or win. Uh, like I said, Alabama was able to walk away with a 24-21 victory. Jalen Milrow looked really good in the first half, and then he just disappeared the second half. I think he only completed two passes. One of those was a big third down um, play where he threw it to his tight end, and they were able to get a first down and extend a drive and run a lot more clock and just weren't and, – and they were able to make a stop on defense whenever they eventually did have to punt the ball away. Uh, but Arkansas, looked they fought hard. KJ Jefferson really fought well, and they played well. Uh, we're right there in it, and I think for Arkansas, a team that had been struggling the last couple of weeks, uh, this was a good sign. They showed a little bit of fight. They still fall to two and four, but Alabama didn't have, didn't look very dominant like they had been the last few weeks. Uh, where the SEC top SEC teams struggled, the top Big Ten teams dominated. Starting with number two Michigan, uh, fell down seven nothing early to Indiana, and they scored 52 unanswered points and won 52 to 7. number three Ohio State uh, beat Purdue very handily. Uh, this is a game that had given Ohio State fits in the past but they didn't have a problem with it this year. They won 41 to 7 in Penn State they played a UMass team that's not very good but they were dominant they won 63 to nothing. Uh, good weekend for the top big 10 teams but the game of the week was Oregon and Washington. Uh this was a great game. Uh Washington was able to come out with a win, and that's huge for them moving forward in the Pac twelve. Michael Penix Jr. did uh kind of what you expect. He he I think this could possibly be a Heisman type moment for him. Uh he was twenty-two of thirty-seven, three hundred and two yards. He threw for four touchdowns. Uh he did have one interception, but he he played really well. Um Dylan Johnson ran the ball twenty times for a hundred yards. And a touchdown for the Huskies in Rome. A Dunsey had eight catches for 128 and two touchdowns. He played really well as well. Um, Oregon Bo Nix didn't play bad. Uh, just wasn't uh, unable to make enough plays at the end. Uh, he had he was 33 of 44 for 337 yards and he threw for two touchdowns. Bucky Irving, their running back, had 22 carries for 127 and a touchdown, but. This gives Washington uh, – they have the advantage now over all the Pac-12 teams. Uh, they move, they're move; they going to move up really high in the rankings. Uh, they actually did move to number five in the newest AP poll. They're in this top – the first time they've been in the top five since, I believe, 2016. That They made the playoff that year. They uh, This is a dominant team. Their defense plays good enough, but Michael Penix Jr. is a difference maker on this team. Uh, he's done everything that – Washington has asked him to do and more. And with him at quarterback, this is a legit national championship contender. I think they're going to be like I said, their schedule is not going to let up. They're going to have to play a couple more really good Pac-12 teams later on down the road, but they have a great opportunity now to make a run to not just the Pac-12 Championship game but also the playoff. Uh one Pac-12 team that did not look good was not just a Pac-12 team that was contending with Washington but the Heisman uh race with Caleb Williams didn't look very good against Notre Dame. Notre Dame really dominated this game. Uh Sam Hartman played well. Uh he was 13 of 20 for 126 yards and he threw two touchdowns. Caleb Williams this was the thing that really made the difference in the game though. He threw three interceptions. I don't he hasn't been doing that. Uh he really gave Notre Dame short fields. They were able to score. They didn't have a whole lot of yards. They only had like 260 yards total offense, Notre Dame did. But they had short fields because they forced five turnovers, Uh, and Caleb Williams threw three interceptions. So this is a problem. We thought that USC's defense would be the reason why they struggled. You weren't expecting Caleb Williams to have a bad game and give a team short fields. The defense didn't play horrible, but they still give up forty-eight points. You just can't do that and expect to win big time games and make runs at the playoffs. It's just not gonna happen. So that's a big deal. It's a big blow for USC. They have opportunities to make up for it. They're gonna play they're gonna play the top Pac-12 teams later on down the road. They're gonna have opportunities to get back in it. This is a big loss for USC. Um Crosstown rival UCLA did not fare well against Oregon State. They were They lost that game 36-24 to after a big win last week against Washington State. DJ Uyangalele had a really good game. He was 14-24 for 266 yards and two touchdowns. And this Oregon State team is a team to watch out for. They did lose a game to Washington State a couple weeks ago. It was their first loss of the season. But they're sitting there, one loss with, like I said, kind of the same thing as USC. They have everything in front of them. They have opportunities. This Pac-12 race is going to be really fun down the stretch just because there are so many good teams. You have Oregon, Washington, USC. UCLA's been good. Washington State has looked good. They have got their butts kicked this weekend, but they're still dangerous. This Oregon State team, you have Utah, who's I think Cam Rising is going to be getting back sometime. I think uh, they are going, going to be some really fun Pac-12 games down the stretch. Uh, back in the SEC, though, Texas A&M was looking to – Come back after a loss against Alabama at Tennessee, but we're not able to do that. Not a whole lot of great quarterback play in this one. Max Johnson didn't play well. Um, uh, Joe Milton didn't play great either. But Tennessee was able to walk away with a twenty to thirteen win over Texas A and M. Tennessee's, uh, I think, really the best, the toughest test that Georgia will have again the rest of the year. Uh, like I said, Ole Miss still plays them, but it's at. It's at Georgia, and I believe the Tennessee game is also at Georgia. Uh, But this is a big one for Tennessee to get back on the winning track. Coming when they're about to go to uh, Tuscaloosa this coming weekend. Uh, But A and M has fallen off a little bit, kind of what I expected. But this is their they're they're losing they're losing time and they're losing too many games as well. Uh, Louisville is now not in the ranks of undefeateds anymore. They were. Blown out by Pitt, really. They got beat 38 to 21. That, like I said, that is Louisville's first loss of the year. And uh, that's going to drop them pretty far in the rankings. Uh, they still have a chance to win the ACC, but there's a lot of good teams in that league as well with North Carolina and Duke. Uh, Miami's not out of it yet, but they did play North Carolina this weekend and got beat. North Carolina looks really good. Drake May just keeps playing solidly. Uh, he was 17 of 33 for 273, and he had four touchdowns. Tez Walker, so that this guy is – the NCAA did not grant him eligibility to start the year for some reason. I don't know why, just because of something about like – I don't know. It's the NCAA. They never know. They don't ever make any sense. But this was – he was granted an eligibility waiver this past week. This is his first game of the year. All he did was have six catches for 132 yards, and he had three touchdowns. Uh, he made up for a little bit of lost time, and Drake May was thrilled to have him uh, at the out, out wide now. So North Carolina is now the team to beat, like they kind of have been all year <clears throat> in the ACC. Uh, well, not the only team. You have Florida State as well. Florida State dominated this weekend against a lesser opponent. Uh, but North Carolina is going to give them a run for their money. I think that's going to be a fun one as well. So I think the Pac-12 is wide open, the ACC is relatively open. Uh, you still have to go through Florida State, but this is going to be a fun run towards the end. In the NFL, there's a big weekend of upsets this weekend. Uh some games that you weren't really expecting to happen. This is the main one. The 49ers went to Cleveland on a, with a backup quarterback um in um for Cleveland uh this is Brock Purdy didn't play horrible. He really didn't. This is his first career loss in the regular season anyway. This is the first time the 49ers have lost when he started and finished a game. They lost the NFC championship game last year against the Eagles, but he was hurt in that game and did not finish. Uh San Francisco had an opportunity to win it, had a field goal with nine seconds left, and the field goal went wide right. And the Browns were able to knock off the undefeated 49ers. So this is a lot of The 49ers will be fine. Debo Samuel did leave the game. Also, Christian McCaffrey. Both of them left the game with injuries. They will be waiting to see what that news will be uh, a little bit later on in this week. Another undefeated team went down this week uh, with the Eagles and the Jets. The Eagles jumped out to a 14-point lead early, and – we're not able to do anything else after that. Jalen Hurts had, did not play well. The Jets' defense deserves a lot of credit, though. They really were the reason that he played poorly. They forced four turnovers, including three interceptions from Jalen Hurts. Uh, he can't, like I said, he started off hot and then really faded down the stretch, and um, the Jets were able to knock off the undefeated Eagles. Surprisingly, this is the first time the Jets have ever beaten the Eagles, in ever. They were 0-12 prior to this one against Philadelphia, uh, but were able to un- upset them for their first ever win against the Eagles in their franchise history. Another thing of note this game, Aaron Rodgers was on the sideline throwing before the game. He was walking without crutches or a walking boot, which is crazy th- to think about because he's he had surgery on his Achilles about a month ago now, and maybe he said that he thinks that he could return for the playoffs, and the, this is a huge win for the Jets to get them back to 500 uh, right before their bye week. They can get a healthy and maybe try to make a run to the playoffs towards the end of the year. This would be interesting to watch. Aaron Rodgers is definitely somebody to keep an eye on for New York. Joe Burrow seems to be getting back in the hang of it a little bit. I think he's getting healthier. Uh, he went 24-35 of 35 for 185 yards and two touchdowns. He did have an interception against the Seahawks today, but they were able to knock off the Seahawks 17-13. to 13. Big win for the Bengals over a really good Seahawks team. Uh, this is something that the Bengals, I think, are going to be fine. They're now, I think, the team to beat in the AFC North. With Pittsburgh just being unsure if with their uh, quarterback situation because Pickett hasn't played extremely well. The Ravens have struggled. And also, the Browns are just not quite healthy. Deshaun Watson should probably be back this week. Um, but P.J. Walker has played well in, in place of him, The last, especially this weekend. Uh, and then the Sunday night game last night, uh, the Giants and the Bills, this game was ugly. Uh, Josh Allen didn't play extremely well. He threw for two touchdowns. He did have an interception as well. Tyrod Taylor played in place of Daniel Jones, with, who was out with a neck injury. Uh, he played pretty good. He was 24-36 for 206 yards. Uh, the main thing was really the clock management for the Giants, especially at the end of the first half. They had the ball at the one-yard line with 14 seconds left, and it looked like Tyrod Taylor checked out of a play because they didn't have any timeout, so they couldn't stop the clock. Hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley up the middle. were not able to score on that play, with, and then the clock, they were not able to get a spike to stop the clock. clock ran out in the half, and they were, ended up going, did not, score any points right there at the end which came back and bit them in the butt because same thing kind of happened at the end of the game at the end of the game uh, they had the ball at the one yard line after a penalty with no time left on a pass interference call from the bill so they had the ball back on the one as with an untimed down and tyrod taylor's pass sailed over darren waller and there was questionable. It could have been another flag there where they had another chance to score, but they did not call it. And the game ended with the Bills winning 14 to nine. Uh, but yeah, the main thing is really poor clock management in the first half. They score any kind of points there that changes how that, that was played at the end. They kick a field goal, probably win the game. And that's that. But the Bills defense was able to hold up at the very end and of both halves. Uh, Did not allow a touchdown. That was three field goals for the Giants. So the Bills are going to – they were able to walk away with a victory, even though it was pretty ugly. So tomorrow night, Monday night, I mean tonight, Cowboys and the Chargers are going to be on ESPN and ABC at 7.15 p.m. Central Time. The Cowboys are favored by a point and a half. Cowboys look to bounce back after a pretty poor week last week. Chargers look to keep some momentum going after a couple of good weeks after they started off a little bit slowly. So this would be a fun one to watch tonight. In the baseball world, uh, the ALCS started uh, yesterday on Sunday. Uh, Talked about it a little bit on Thursday. uh, But the Rangers were able to go into Houston and win game one, two to nothing, behind a really solid performance from Jordan Montgomery. Uh, He got the win. He moves to 2-0 and in the postseason. He pitched six and a third, gave up five hits, zero runs, had six strikeouts and only one walk. Uh, Leody Tavares was the difference maker in this one pretty much. He was two for two with a home run and that one RBI. And Jonah Heim also had a hit and had scored a run or drove in a run for the Rangers to extend that lead to two. Uh, Justin Verlander pitched really well. He pitched good enough to win, and his offense did not help him out. He took the loss in this one. He pitched six and two thirds. Had gave up six hits. Those two earned runs, which were the difference. He had five strikeouts and two walks. The, the guy that's been the killer for the Astros this postseason is Jordan Alvarez. He did. He struggled. He went zero for four with streak three strikeouts. Uh, not expecting that from him. You would expect him to have some hits or possibly some home runs because he's been doing that every game the postseason. So that was a big one for the Rangers to take a one nothing series lead and steal home field advantage right there. Uh, so they'll be look playing again tonight at or this afternoon actually at three thirty seven p.m. on Fox and FS One. That is Game Two. Pitchers are going to be a fun matchup here. You got Nathan Navaldi who has been two, who's two and zero in this postseason. He's thrown thirteen and two thirds innings, only one point three two ERA. He's he's pitched really well for the Rangers. Great guy to have on the mound, especially after winning game one. And for the Astros, it's going to be Framer Valdez. Uh, he did take a loss uh, against the Twins. He only pitched four and a third of the inning there, and he had his ERA was 10.38. So he's looking to have a bounce-back outing after his last one, which wasn't as ideal as he would like. And also the Astros need to find a way to even this series before they go back to Arlington. In the NLCS tonight, first game, uh, Diamondbacks and the Phillies. This is going to be in Philadelphia. It's going to be a raucous crowd. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. A uh, really young Diamondbacks team against a very experienced Phillies team uh, who is looking to get back to the World Series like they were last year. And that game is going to be on TBS. The Diamondbacks have their guy going, though. They have Zach Gallen, who is 2 0 in this postseason. He's done 11 in a third innings and he only has his, his ERA is at 3.18. For the Phillies, they're their ace as well is going. So this is going to be a really fun pitchers matchup. It's going to be to determine what offense, what offense can get going is going to probably determine the winner. Uh, Zach Wheeler is going to go for the Phillies. He's one 0 he's thrown 13 innings and he's only has 2.08 ERA this postseason. So some fun baseball games tonight, you got a Cowboys and chargers tonight. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to get you ready for the rest of these baseball series. Recap a little bit more what happened in the, this weekend in football um tomorrow but other than that that's about it for today and uh hopefully we'll, i'll see you back here tomorrow on the buddy deal show uh make sure to try to watch some of these games these games will be fun postseason baseball never disappoints uh always these have been some really good games and i expect nothing less uh tonight so thank y'all for joining in and we will see you tomorrow